There you go, Nate. See? You didn't know about that. <laughs> I didn't tell you shit. I surprised no. you. Ah! Hello and welcome to the first episode of Space Time Taco in 2024. We've been going. We needed it. Guess what, everybody? Nate's back in the United States. I don't know exactly how he feels about it, though. <laughs> I have feelings about it, none of which I'm going to share. On podcast, but, we're um. on enough. We, we've talked about it. We're on enough uh, lists out there. Um, yeah. How, how's your 2024 going so far? It's going. Yeah. Um, it's been productive, at least. I've finished some projects just before the start of the new year that I left from last year, so that's always a good start. Uh, things are going to... Hopefully change soon, but, you know, I'll still be here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Are you murdering someone? I don't mean, I don't mean to make it sound so ominous, but... <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> um, no, I'm looking at making a big change pers- personally this year, so, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, that's always nice to hear. Um, yeah, it's been... Oh no! It's it, it's we literally are the the last day of the first week. Uh, it is the seventh as we're recording this. Um, so that's fun. That's cool. Interesting. I don't know. I, I feel like it doesn't feel so. Unfortunately, because you know, work is a thing. Uh, I had to go to bed early for New Year's, so I wasn't didn't get to be awake for the actual like turnover to midnight. Um, cause I had to be work at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, to me, it was just another fucking day. And that was, Kim and I talked about it. It felt like just another day for almost for a majority of the holidays this year or this last year. Um, I think it's just, it was last year. I'm not saying 2023 was a bad year, like a straight up bad year. Uh, it was for a lot of people. It still is bad for a lot of people. Um, it was just an across the board stressful year for, I feel like all of us, like me and Kim, one thing you in another fucking country for months, that probably was not, you know, the most comforting feeling ever (laughs) (laughs) stranger in a strange land levels of shit. Yeah. I mean, no, it was a, it was a year where a lot of stuff happened for, for both of us. I mean, you guys got the new house. Um, you know, I got sent by my company to a different country for three months. Kim got a new um, job, to, left that job, yeah. got another new job. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, after I left Romania, I actually went to the UK for a week. Oh, I forgot I about that. I'm there. So <clears throat> it's been an eventful year. Um, okay. Who had better tasting food? Uh, definitely Romania. Mm, yep. <laughs> Um, did you get fish and chips? (laughs) I did get fish and chips while in the UK. So there's this great place called mother Hubbard's best fish and chips I've ever had in my fucking life. Okay. Um, they serve it with curry sauce. I had it twice while I was there. It was so good. Um, of course I had a proper English breakfast, which is beans. The, the UK eats like, you know, there's still bombers flying overhead. So, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I will say some. I was listening to some podcasts. I can't remember what now, um, and it was just a conversation of 
food types, like breakfast food, lunch food, dinner food. That's some fucking bullshit. Mm. Right? Like... I mean, it is. There's really no reason that you can only eat certain things during certain times. Do you know how fucking good breakfast for dinner is? Oh, yeah. It's the best. Well, I'll put it this way. So there's a dish in Romania. It's a traditional Romanian dish called bulls. B-U-L-Z. Yes. Bulls. So it's got... Um, it's got a fried egg, cheese, polenta, which is basically grits, it's cornmeal, mm-hmm. and smoked ham. Okay. Now, if you were to give that to an American and said, which meal would you put this in, which one would you think that was for? I'd probably say breakfast. Okay. Apparently, that's not a breakfast food in Romania. Okay. <laughs> that's like lunch or dinner. <laughs> um, Maybe Romanians are big brunch people. I don't know. I know that things over there do taste it. I'm still getting used to the differences in taste because here, for example, there's corn syrup and everything versus real sugar. It's over fucking the delicious. Um, <laughs> Actually, it's I just a complete and total difference in taste. Like, No, it's not corn Fanta syrup. Over That's there right. was orange juice with sugar in it, basically. I forgot. It's aspartame so, and diet, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. So, just differences here and there, but Anyway, <laughs> we should probably talk about the things we came here to talk about. Nah, man, come on. It's been a while. We're allowed to catch up a little bit. <laughs> I, I mean, I, we haven't talked since... It's been like a month since you came over. It hasn't been a month. It's been, no, it's been like two like weeks. Like two weeks, yeah. <laughs> um, it happens, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So, okay, in that league, fine. We'll get into it. What you've been, <laughs> what you've been watching, what you've been playing, what you've been reading. You know, You know what? No, no, before we get anywhere... You know I have to check in if you have made it any further in One Piece. Uh, a little bit, and it was mostly while I was in Romania when we weren't doing podcasts. You're stuff. still not up to Alabasta, are you? I'm not up to Alabasta. <laughs> um, again, one of the hard things for me is I, I'm watching it sub through Crunchyroll, um, and just having to read that much, and with the way that old anime specifically is paced. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be honest, it's not very entertaining a lot of the time when characters are just talking back and forth about, like, what's going to happen next. There are, there's really good dialogue in One Piece. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's moments that characters have where they're having a conversation about something real and impactful. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of times where it's that old anime style of characters like, I'm going up the mountain. Okay, I'm also going up the mountain. Okay, we're going over here now. And <laughs> they drag that out because they're trying to pad that runtime for old serialized television. Um, Let's see. Drum Island anime arc. Let's see when that happened. Ooh, that was 2001. Yeah. So So I'm I'm only 13 years behind on One Piece. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 13? 13? It's 2024 now. Yeah. That's not 13 years. I don't math. That's that's 23 years. Oh. <laughs> that, that shit's old enough to drink. Uh, <laughs> um, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. You don't want Drum Island to drink? Um, no. I'm, I'm moving along at... I'll probably start moving along at a steadier pace now that I'm back, but there's so much media that... There's so much media that I've not consumed because of One Piece <laughs> yeah. that people are keep talking about. Like, I haven't finished 
the second season of Jujutsu Kaisen because I've just been watching One Piece. Um, okay, I'm sorry. It's fine. I haven't... Like, I have some comics that I take back and forth to work, but I've read very little comics, and I still have to go pick up what is probably a massive order from Third Eye. Yeah. Um, if you... I will say, if you call them, they will send you. Uh, they can ship them, but I know it's also just a little bit of a drive. Um Speaking of two things, one, you bring up Jujutsu Kaisen. Have you, so you've started season two. Yeah. Have you watched Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie? Yes. Okay, good. Because um, it's not just a fun, random movie. It is a very important arc in the story. I mean, it does, it, yeah, so much shit makes more sense after watching the movie. Um, yeah. The other thing is, I can't remember, because you have been over a couple times since you've been back. I don't remember we've talked about the new one piece anime the new news of uh wit studio doing a brand new one piece series from the very beginning telling the same exact story just updated visuals and most likely a much better pace (laughs) well no i didn't i didn't actually know about that and that's a good thing to hear though because that's probably a good way to get past that barrier to entry so many people have of is just so many episodes to watch even if you're cutting out filler and everything else yeah it's still so much to get through and i mean we've talked about it in the past uh the anime there are some times in the anime where in most other more current anime an episode will cover two to four chapters sometimes more depending on how chapters are um one piece sometimes is so bad that it's less than half a single chapter in certain episodes. That is, if you want to ever know why people say they love one piece, but they hate the pacing. That's why. Um, yeah. Uh, that's the reason why I couldn't watch it. I tried. I'm like, I got up to, uh, Usopp joining the team and I piece the fuck out because I'm like, this is this is so slow, so poorly, <laughs> everything. Uh, but the yeah, you get into that the manga and you're like, oh shit, no, it's actually great. It's just <laughs> horribly paced. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm very excited for what's currently happening because they just announced the next arc, um, which is officially the first arc in One Piece that I have read from the beginning. Cause Wano, Wano, the whole chunk of Wano, they were in Wano by the time I was I started reading. Um sorry, I'm not not gonna say specific spoilers. This is literally just mm-hmm. arc titles. Um it's not like this is the arc where Chopper kills a guy. Uh <laughs> 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 but no, I um like I said, I, I started it in two thousand 2021 20, something like that read through to current which was over a thousand chapters at that point within a month or two um and they had already been in that arc for a little bit we are now done that arc and we've moved on to egghead island and egghead island is the first time that anything that is coming out i've read from the beginning so it's really fun for me to just have that in general, I'm like, oh, I've I've now started an arc. I've never started an arc as it's been live. Um, and now they have finished animating Wano, and they put out trailer in the, fir- the new opening and all that for the next arc. And I am super fucking excited. Uh, 
along with the fact that I said that we weren't going to do news, but there is news. Um, Netflix is going to be airing the new episodes. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do batch releases or if it's going to be a weekly thing because they do do that now. Um, I also don't know if that means it's not going to be on Crunchyroll, which is weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just all licensing now, I think. I mean, look at Doctor Who. New Doctor Who is on Disney. Yeah. Well, with... With Netflix having, you know, dubbed One Piece available for one, and two having the live action is exclusive. I mean, I think they've kind of secured One Piece for a while. Yeah. Um and that is the funny thing people are talking about because they are only up to hold on, let's see. Where does Netflix leave off? I don't care about your fucking games. <laughs> <laughs> the last arc is Marineford. Oh, oh. okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, so the last arc is perfectly synced up for you to be sad. Um, but that is... Let's see. I think that's like... I don't even know how many... All right, so technically there... Oh, oh, no, no, there's an actually story arc breakdown. Thermobarks, Summer... Oh, no, okay, so... That means we have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... Ten. Ten arcs. They're ten arcs behind. But they're jumping nine arcs, so... At this point in time, who knows? Maybe they will in this in the time between now and the new season, um, they will actually like add the rest of the arcs. But that's a good amount of content that has not been posted up there. Um, in a lot, <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of content between then and now. Oh my god! I just had a realization about something, and I don't. I can't talk about it. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just sad now. That's all. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, sorry. I th- I don't think I've ever cried for a manga as much as I've cried for One Piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like multiple multiple characters, multiple things, multiple events in general. It's probably the most. I don't know. One of the most emotional series I've read. Um, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Things are weird. <laughs> Alright, well, that's that's some old stuff, technically. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about any more of it, or I will spoil One Piece for you, and I don't want to do that. Um, now, I will say this first thing you have on here, you can only talk about the first part, because I haven't seen Chapter 4 yet. Okay. But hey, well, what do you think about John Wick Chapter 3? Parabellum. <laughs> Parabellum. Yes. Well, I, I got all the John Wick movies, and John Wick has been one of my kind of favorite, I guess, series of movies, I could say, since, you know, John Wick 1 basically came out. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I say that because, you know, we talked about on podcast before, I'm a gun nerd, I like seeing cool gun stuff in movies. You're a fan of Gunkata or whatever it's called? 
Well, not necessarily Gunkata, because that's more of like the Matrix and Equilibrium style stuff. Mm. This is the whole training that Keanu Reeves went through. Like, I followed several makings of for this. So Keanu Reeves went to um, a training facility called Terran Tactical, ran by this guy. And basically, it's a whole lot of competition shooting is what he's doing in the movie, mixed with things like Judo and Aikido and stuff like that for the martial arts portions of it. Um but he ran like several competition level shooting drills, several tactical shooting drills. Mm. That's how I learned how to shoot for these movies. Um, it's big makeup of, of all the action scenes in these movies. Um, chapter three is actually pretty good. In my opinion, if you line it up next to chapters one and two, um, at this three is point, the one with you know, Halle Berry, right? Three is the one with Halle Berry. Um, the movie starts off basically where two ended. So part of the John Wick lore, part of the mythos of this universe he lives in is there are these hotels basically for hitmen. <laughs> um, and they're called the continental all around the world. They're called the continental. Um, the one that John of course operates out of is the one in New York. And one of the rules of the continental is that the ground is considered consecrated by their overseeing body called the high table, meaning that no business, meaning no one can be killed on continental hotel grounds. Um, and John, of course, breaks this rule at the end of the second movie. He's got this guy hunting him, and the guy pretty much lets him know, like, I'm never going to stop no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. So John decides to kill him while he has him in the continental. And this makes John what they call excommunicado. He's excommunicated from this organization now. He can no longer get any services that these hitmen rely on. Um, and a massive bounty goes up on his head, basically. Um, and so John chapter three is all about John, not only escaping this, um, but learning how to, well, he's kind of got to do a couple things. Uh, long story short, he gets back into the life. He is now trying to leave and then is, subsequently kicked out of it again at the end of the movie. <laughs> um, you have the manager of the Continental, who is uh, Winston, and basically the movie ends with Winston shooting John Wick off the roof of the hotel. <laughs> yep. um, but in between that, you have this you have this third player from the high table. They're, she's called an adjudicator. And so she's there to sort of correct all the mistakes that the high table thinks has been made in New York at the time. Um, she does this first, one of the first big moves she makes is deconsecrating the continental. <laughs> so it is no longer considered sacred ground to this yep. organization. Um, basically anybody can do whatever they want there. And the adjudicator have these sort of special forces that they send in. who are wearing this like extremely bulletproof body armor. And there's this cool action scene where John is like trying to shoot these guys one of the best things they put in John Wick chapter three is Cattery saying, I need guns, lots of guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sharon, who is the concierge, of course, has the whole gun room in the vault and everything and gives them access to stuff. They find out that these guys have this basically bulletproof body armor that makes them extremely difficult to take out. So they uh, grab two semi-auto shotguns and load them with deer slugs, steel deer slugs. So they're armor piercing. <laughs> And you just get to watch John blow blow away a bunch of guys. Um, 
I'm not going to spoil too much about it because even though these movies are a bit older, I know there's people out there who probably still haven't seen them all. Um, I haven't. But I love, what I've I will seen all of them in theaters besides oh, yeah, Chapter no. 4. Yeah, 4 is the only one I haven't seen yet. Okay. What I will say about the John Wick series is at least 3 and 4 feel like the most video gamey movies of the series. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is the enemies basically keep leveling up. <laughs> um, John faces you know, increasingly tougher opponents. It's almost like watching someone play through a souls game. Yeah. Um, because by the time you get through three and four, it feels like John is doing a boss rush. <laughs> um, well, and, and that's, you know, there's, I feel like that is how a lot of these kind of movies go. Um, mm-hmm. cause something that I compare, not like directly in quality in any way, believe me, but following the, the way that the movies progress I kind of liken the whole John Wick series to the Transporter series, where mm-hmm. it starts off and it's like, okay, yeah, reasonable, and then three uh, three movies in, you're like, what, what the, what, how, what the fuck am I watching? Um, yeah. It's still great because Jason Statham is an, an uh, extremely entertaining action uh, star. I won't say hero; mm-hmm. he's not exactly the most <laughs> heroicy of people. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's Crank and Crank 2. Oh, man, so. I fucking love those movies. There's a kaiju battle in Crank 2. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, no, when I, when I say that they're video gamey, the other thing that kind of annoys me about the transition between 3 and 4 is while the enemies in 4 have a different name, they are basically the same as the enemies in 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is, is I feel like the universe in which John Wick exists was expanded on to the point where they just couldn't think of new ideas anymore. And so they just keep introducing more enemy factions for John to have to fight. Yeah. Um, and it gets more and more ridiculous by the time you get to four. Luckily four is all I'll say about four is it is the ending. Like there, there will not be a John Wick after four. (laughs) I mean, if they do, they're going to have to do some really contrived shit for a five. <laughs> yeah, I think they would, you know. If but, it, uh, I, from what I heard is it was very much like, if the story is worth it, we'll do a four, uh, do a five kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we are getting a prequel series with the Continental. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that is out already or if it, let's see, Continental... Uh, yeah, it looks like that did come out already. Uh, started in September of last year. I don't know how that was received. Who knows if it was good or not? Let's let's go to some reception. Uh, <laughs> it was getting a 63 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it is one of those like it's hard to do spinoffs of a show or of a series where the main person from that series is not there. Um, mm. oh wow, it's only three episodes. I did not realize that. Well, it's hard to do in general because John Wick is the thing that ties all four movies together in not just because he's a central character, but in a thematic way. Yeah. Um, John's whole story starts with him already being out of the life of a hitman and then being forced back into that. Cause and people two, three and four is all about him trying to escape that lifestyle again. Um, and to find some kind of peace. And I think the story that it's really trying to tell is like 
John Wick is less of a person more than he is kind of a force of nature. He is someone who has dealt out nothing but death his entire life. And so he has to deal with all the consequences of that. Well, he is the Baba Yaga. Yeah, he's the Baba Yaga. He's like I said, he's he's the way he's talked about in universe is less of here's a man who's just really good at killing people and more of here is this here's this basically like weapon that we send in to go take care of a problem. Yeah. Um and now he's become our problem. Our best weapon has been turned against us. So what do we do about it? <laughs> he's so good he can be surrounded by people and somehow survive. Uh, yeah. I sometimes, the way my brain works with that, I think it was a two, maybe, I can't remember, but when he's, like, in crowded areas and just surrounded by assassins, uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you guys adopting the Assassin's Creed method of attacking? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I got him. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, the next person. Oh, no. Yeah. Multiple. Well, All of you just, come on. As I get it when there's like guns involved, but when guys are carrying shit like axes and swords, it's like you can all just jump them, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, I mean, they're still good. I mean, as action movies, they're still really good as action movies. They still maintain the, you know, one shot long takes of these yeah. large grand action scenes. Um, the camera is basically never off of John Wick for a lot of the action. The gunplay is still excellent. Like, it still feels very realistic. Um, I remember in the fourth movie, there's a mention he's given a handgun and told it's got a 21 shot magazine. So I'm like subconsciously counting shots in one of the scenes <laughs> to see what he's going to reload. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, it's overall still very good. And I still recommend these movies to people who are just into that series who want to see cool action fun. stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, even if you don't mm. want to pay attention to story or anything like that, they're just fun action f- movies. Um, I think I tried to recommend it to my dad, but because there's just enough downtime between it, I think he kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. I love it. I thought it was great. I'm excited for um, whatever. I think because he's got something. Are they all done now, actually? Hold on. It's not the same director that did all of them, is it? Let us find mm-hmm. out. Uh, Chad, Chad, Chad uh, John Wick two, three, four. Yeah, he did all four. Um, oh, that's yeah. right. There is the spinoff, uh, Ballerina. Mm-hmm. That one is starring. Um, that comes out this year. Oh yeah, Anna De Armas, Angelica Houston, Gabriel Byrne, Byrne. Oh Bruce shit! Isn't it somehow Lance Reddick is Lance in this? Reddick? This must have been. Well, I mean, it had to have finished principal photography. Yeah. Oh yeah, Norman uh, Reedus is going to be in it. <laughs> nice, Catalina Moreno, Ian McShane's back. Keanu Reeves must be in it in some way. Who knows? He's on there. Um, it takes place between chapter three and chapter. Oh, four. okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, that sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I'm glad you're enjoying those. Uh, you really are catching up on sh- stuff too. That's yeah. funny. Um, while you have been catching up, I uh, have been going to see some movies, Nate. Um, you know, mm. end of the year. It's been, uh, you know, I haven't seen anything since the end of the year. Uh, the first movie that 
Kim and I will be watching, unless I see something before Thursday. Uh, the first movie to Chris in 2024 for us will be the Mean Girls musical. Bought our tickets already. Okay. Come on. It's going to be <laughs> fucking great. Don't even. Uh, but no, I watched two movies. Um, not back-to-back, but I did watch them in the same week. Um, I made it out to see Godzilla Minus One. Um, mm-hmm. I know I put them on separately, but I'm going to just mention them both at the same time. Uh, and The Boy and the Heron, which is the newest Studio Ghibli movie. Um, obviously, Godzilla is a Godzilla movie. Duh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> both of these movies, though, um, are super heavy. Uh, <laughs> like, I came out of the theater, and I think I made a post about it. I don't remember. I either responded to somebody or made a post on my own. Um, I cried three times in Godzilla Minus One. I cried in a Godzilla movie. And I have seen (laughs) a lot of Godzilla movies, and nothing has ever made me emote that way. I mean, like, when Mothra dies in in, uh, the newer one, that was sad, sure. Mm -hmm. But, like... This movie legitimately rips your heart out and, like, kicks it around and just, you hate it. You hate, you don't hate it. I'm like, you don't hate it. But you feel feelings. And some people hate that. Well, let's put it this way. No one goes to a Godzilla movie and expects it to be an emotional experience. (laughs) Nobody goes to, spoiler warning-ish, nobody goes to a Godzilla movie, movie expecting Godzilla to be the physical representation of survivor's guilt (laughs) um (laughs) survivor's guilt for a kamikaze pilot who abandoned his job basically um holy fuck man i recommend you watch this movie immediately uh japan is re-releasing it i think it's already been re-released in black and white um Mm -hmm. i don't know if that is going to make it over here i would love to go see it in black and white i like i said i've watched i've watched Godzilla, my entire life. Um, it's one of those, I was a child watching black and white sci-fi weird shit, and this was cool to me. Um, mm-hmm. so God- Godzilla and Doctor Who stuck with me. Uh- <laughs> so, Godzilla Minus One is not part of this whole monsterverse. So, this Godzilla is Minus else. One is, it's, oh, it is back with, it is uh, fully Toho? Toho. I think Toho. Now I want to double check. You're making me double guess myself. That's a word. Yes, distributed by Toho. Yeah. Um, yeah, the MonsterVerse, that's a whole separate thing. Partnership with Lionsgate, or not Lionsgate, Legendary. One of those things. One of those people that have like, ooh, we make serious weird. Um, and those have been good. We got a new announcement with the next Godzilla X-Kong. So they're hanging out and kicking more evil giant ape ass i don't fucking know godzilla (laughs) movies are weird um but no this is definitely godzilla minus one is definitely more more of a serious take um and i mean they all to a certain extent are serious more serious um i don't know if it is now knocked into my number one spot for godzilla movies it's i might need to rewatch it um because my favorite godzilla movie is shin godzilla shin godzilla movie is just bonkers i guess is the best way i don't know um but those two are my favorite without a doubt uh i think you know what no fuck it yeah godzilla minus one is my number one now shin got dropped by one it happens it's okay 
if you would have gotten that last last evolution off, maybe. Um, <laughs> but then swinging it right back, uh, more emotion, um, which of course it's a Ghibli movie, and you know they're pretty good at that. Um, but this one specifically, uh, the boy and the heron was something that was incredibly emotional for Hayamazaki himself to create. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, a lot of the movie had to do with... Um, oh, now my brain is just blanking on... Boy and Heron. Um, I think it had to do with his... Yeah, um, it is described as a semi-autobiographical, or is semi-autobiographical, pulling inspiration from both Hayamazaki's past and present. Um, and a part of the part of the story for him was to tell this because of his mentor, uh, who uh, who had passed. Um, I don't know how long ago, uh, but this is one of those mm-hmm. movies that he has been working on for a while. Um, it is beautiful. I mean, of course, it's like I said, Ghibli. Everything looks incredible. Um, there are some things yeah. that just seem, you know, a little bit weird, but not in a bad way. It's, it really is just like a, you know, welcome to this world. Oh, here out of left field. Here's weird murder birds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, there's murder birds multiple times, but specifically one of the birds and how they murder is a little bit different than the other ones. Um, but even uh, the movie itself, it beautiful. Uh, I teared up a little bit around the end. Um, I say this falls, it feels like it falls into the, uh, into a similar world as Howl's uh, moving castle. Um, but mm-hmm. tonally, it feels more. It is definitely one of the more mature, leaning towards uh, like a Princess Mononoke. Um, it's not yeah. that. It doesn't ever get. I feel. I don't feel it ever gets that serious. Uh, that is a brutal fucking movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite too. Uh, <laughs> not because of the brutality, but just in general. There's so much about that movie I love, and this one is. It's incredible. I thought it was a beautiful movie, begin to end. Um, but more than anything, I just want to shout out the fact that Robert Pattinson is an incredible fucking voice actor, man. <laughs> like, sure, this is about it. Like, maybe he's done one or two other things other for little bits and pieces. But, like, him as the voice of the Heron was fan-fucking-tastic. Um, mm-hmm. When I first heard clips, I, it, I had heard he was... He was playing a character, didn't know who he was playing. Some trailers came out, and I'm like, oh, that's, the, oh, the Heron. It sounds like it must be, like, Will, Willem Dafoe or whatever. Didn't really look into it. Um, Willem yeah. Dafoe is in the movie, not the Heron. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Hamill, also in the movie, not the Heron, both of them. <laughs> Similar voice stylings, to a certain extent. Um, and you can definitely tell that uh, Robert Pattinson kind of has learned a lot from his pal, uh, Willem Dafoe. If you haven't seen the clips, just, I, I do love people have been specifically cutting out the, your mother. Uh, <laughs> 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 but like he, he just, 
becomes becomes the character. We aren't talking mm-hmm. Chris Pratt as Mario, Chris Pratt again as Garfield. Sorry, Chris Pratt as Chris Pratt Garfield. Um, yeah. This isn't lazy, the laziest fucking voice acting from big stars uh, like, you know, Seth... Seth, uh, what's the fuck Rogan. guy's name? Yeah, Rogan. I love Seth Rogan. He makes some great shit. I'm done with his voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MP, I saw somebody being like, oh, you know, he actually put in some effort with, uh, I can't remember if it was Bebop or Rocksteady. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Who watched that movie? What they did was put a filter on his voice. You can tell that that's not him changing his voice. They oh, that's pitched one other it down I watched. Oh, good! You watch that? Awesome! I love that movie yes. too. Um, but no, Boy and the Heron, Godzilla minus one, great double feature for a whole week. Uh, second best? No, you know what? No, that would have been the best double feature of the year um, if I had actually watched them back to back. Because the only double feature of the year I did was oddly enough, Turtles and Light or uh, Talk to Me, which is not a double feature. I recommend to anybody. I recommend it to you if you have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Start with Talk to Me, then watch Turtles. It makes you feel better. Um, yeah. Uh, watch them. I think they're both possibly streaming. Godzilla's still in theaters. I don't think Boy and Heron are in theaters anymore. Or is in theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, two really good movies to end the year out. You know what? That's not true. The last movie I watched in 2024... You also watched. Really? Yeah. Me, you, Kim, and Dave. We watched a wonderful Hallmark Christmas movie. No, no. Something about having to be home by Christmas. I don't fucking know. You should. You got to be home, bitch. Or uh, I don't know. It was. It was bad. (laughs) It was one of the worst movies I think I've ever watched. In the house by Christmas. Um. But we made it better by deciding that the subplot of the movie was that the male interest had the female interest's ex-dead husband, um, dead husband's penis surgically attached to him. (laughs) 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 You gotta, sometimes you have to make Hallmark movies good. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Speaking of... Shitty movies. Uh, Nate, you watched a director's cut of something yeah. recently. And this is the first time you ever watched this movie. This is the first time I ever watched it. And the thing is, is going in, I did not know it was the director's cut. Um, But Butterfly Effect is one of those movies where, you know, if you tell someone, hey, I've never seen the Butterfly Effect, they're, like, shocked. Um, Everyone says you have to see the Butterfly Effect. So here I am in Romania sitting with a friend and they want to watch butterfly effects. So I put it on, um, just so everybody knows the, the movie goes as normal up until the very end for the director's cut. Um, the only thing that changes in the director's cut is the ending. And what happens is the main character goes back in time to himself as a fetus, not as like an infant, not as someone who's already born as a fetus in his mother's womb and chokes himself to death with his umbilical cord. (laughs) And that's how the movie ends. Um, And when I say that's how the movie ends, I mean, it ends right there. Like, there is no, like, follow-up to that. It's just done. (laughs) And let's just say this was not a movie that 
I think was even worth my time, honestly. And it's not even just because of the ending. The entire concept of the butterfly effect, like, I get the whole, like, time traveling, back to your past self. Like, a lot of people like to pretend like this is, like, a super deep, like, psychological movie and stuff like that. No, it's a time travel movie. It's just, it's a rewriting of the fucking monkey's paw, basically, with time travel. (laughs) Um, Everything that he goes back in time to fix ends up making his life somehow worse. (laughs) Yep. Um, and I guess the coolest thing about the movie is there's one good thing to say about it is that the movie is a time loop, essentially, that the ending is the only way he can escape from that time loop because you see him drawing the pictures early on in the movie of future events. Mm-hmm. And then later on, those events happen. <laughs> um, but other than that, it is there are just better movies out there with a similar concept, honestly. I mean, Back to the Future is better than this as far as time travel is concerned. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most time travel movies are better than this. Um, Hot yeah. Tub Time Machine is better than this as a time travel movie. <laughs> I I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it at home. Um, yeah, this movie fucking sucked. It always sucked. Uh, oddly enough, perfect time to bring this up, because guess what? 20-year anniversary. Really? Yep. Butterfly Effect and Mean Girls, both 2004 movies. Um, one of them, mm. much better, in my opinion. I still quote. Everybody still quotes. Who doesn't quote Mean Girls? Mm. Can you can you can you think of a single quote quotable thing from Butterfly Effect? Not really. I mean, I just I remember watching the movie, and the only notable thing that I could pick out from it while watching it is that it ended. Yeah, this is definitely late '90s, early 2000s because. Like, the kid who plays Ashton Kutcher as a teenager is constantly wearing independent shirts, which is a skating brand. <laughs> and I just remember, like, every skater I knew had an independent shirt. I had independent trucks on my first skateboard. <laughs> that's what I remember. Jesus. <laughs> that's that's the, the memory that the movie gave me. Other than that, no, it is not a good movie. I do not know why it is so highly regarded and talked about, honestly. Um... I, I just from a from a critical standpoint, I do not think anyone honestly could watch this now and say, "Yeah, this was a good movie." Okay, so we're gonna take a weird step in another direction and go through something really quick. Um, two thousand four. Mm-hmm. We're twenty years twenty years from there. We are now twenty twenty four. Uh, we've already hit on multiple things throughout this episode that happened to be 2004. Like I said, Butterfly Effect, uh, the the Mean Girls, yeah, Mean Girls. Um, mm-hmm. Oddly enough, we mentioned it. How's Moving Castle, 2004. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's go through some of these 2004 movies real quick. Um, <laughs> I'm just no. You, I say it because man, 2004, pretty fucking good year. Spider Man Two. Okay. Shaun of the Dead. Great movie. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> this is like The Punisher. Um, <laughs> the Punisher and Catwoman, some of the lowest points in superhero movies. Uh, yes. Chronicles of Riddick. Good. That that goes a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Uh, misunderstood, and still I love it, even though it was horrible, The Village. M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> The Village. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those movies that people seem to love, I watched, and I'm like, this is stupid. Primer. 
I never could get never into primer. I, it's not my thing. Um, Jesus, this is so funny. Some of those things that came out. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> 20 years out from this shit, man. Uh, ooh, a fun one. I don't know if you ever watched this. By the same uh, people that did um, Akira, Steam Boy. Steam Boy, no. Yeah, I do Steam Boy anime. Hearing about Steam Boy, I never yeah. watched it. I mean, anime alone, we got a couple of things in here. Nothing too good, too like crazy, crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like you were you a Dead Leaves guy. Yeah, actually, yeah. because I remember Dead Leaves was actually kind of the thing that put Studio Trigger on the map. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that I mean that's some that's some fun shit. Uh speaking of Godzilla, Godzilla Final War Final Wars. Don't know if you'd ever watch that. Um most importantly, uh, I can't we can't get far without mentioning some of these things. Oh fuck, there's more than I thought. Shit. <laughs> Shark's Tale. Shark Tale. Oh god. Shrek 2. Uh Sears Unfortunate Events the movie, which was an okay movie. Um Mhm. One of the best anime movies of that year, The Incredibles. Have you seen The Incredibles? Yeah. Okay, I was about to say. Yes. I'm like, hmm. Um, oh, iRobot. Man, Will Smith had a year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but what I was getting to for being the most important of all the movies to come out in 2004, The Notebook. God. Who didn't take somebody to see The Notebook in theaters? Come on. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. You and Dave didn't go see The Notebook? No. I'm so <clears throat> disappointed in you both. <laughs> Were you guys more of a 50, 50 first dates kind of people? No. Okay. I, 2004, I was still in high school. I did not care for rom-coms or really even live-action TV. I was still <sighs> watching cartoons and anime. See, that is always going to be funny to me, because you say that every time, and I just remember the fact that I'm like, you can consume all of it. (laughs) I know I can consume all of it, but I didn't at that time. (laughs) (sighs) I don't think I ever, there was ever a point that I only consumed one type of media. Um, That's not me being like, fuck you, man. It's just like, (laughs) in my head, that's just so weird to me. Um, Like the idea that I would be... Because, I mean, 2004, what, was, was it, was like Buffy or Angel or something on? Lost was on. Um, holy shit, Veronica Mars, Deadwood, House. There was a lot of, lot of the, like, TV that I, like, was in love with. I House, but that was much later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you know, Drake and Josh? Okay, well. <laughs> So I lied. I did watch a lot of Drake and Josh. A what? Really? Nickelodeon, a lot of those Nickelodeon, like, young adult sitcoms, I watched a lot of those. iCarly, Drake and Josh, Zoe 101, all All the ones stuff. made by the pedophile, huh? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. A little piece of fucking shit. Uh, Nez Declassified, the uh, show that we found mm-hmm. out more recently that everybody be fucking on that set. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I literally had a TikTok pop up where, like, the main two of the main characters, one of them leans over and I'm like, you remember the first time I gave you a blowjob? And he's like, yeah, it was in that <laughs> classroom. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, you know, TV, internet, all that fun shit. Oh, the Batman. Sorry, I just realized that that came out in 2004. 
Oh man, TV. I love TV. There's so much good shit. <laughs> 2004 would seem to be a pretty good year. Just saying. We're 20 years yeah. out. Let's hopefully it's just as good of a year. Um, well, before we get into what's coming in 2024, Nate, you've been playing some games. Yeah. Just just a, as a forewarning, I have nothing to talk about game wise. I've I've <laughs> not been playing anything. Um, well, <laughs> I've already put my thoughts on the games I have played out into the world. Do as you wish. I mean, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Recently, I got uh, one of these things. Ooh, sexy! It's a MetaQuest Three. Um, I've got a new head strap on here. Have you? Before we get into any games, have you played uh, Xbox games, the Game Pass cloud gaming stuff? No, I haven't tried any Game Pass cloud gaming stuff. I plan to. Um, it's interesting. It's just a screen can, in VR. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can sync up a controller with the Meta Quest, and you know, basically play a game on a big screen in VR if you want to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what I will say, out of the stuff I've played. Um, I've actually played quite a lot. There was a sampling there, and there's this unique feature where if a friend of yours buys something on the MetaQuest store, they get a referral code, mm. and they can give that referral code out, and if you use their code, you get 25% off the same game okay. when you buy it. Um, so there's been a lot of... I actually forgot to add one here that I've been playing a lot of. Well, I know this first one I want to hear just because I'm disappointed in you. Well, here's the thing. So, why? I'm in the middle of something. Um, sorry. Um, so, I got a little to the left on Steam when it was on sale for the whole winter sale thing. Yeah. And this, they, they don't have a VR version of that. That's This is just they a little. don't have a VR left. version. This was okay. just me playing on a PC. Um, this was like when we went through the whole. When we go through extra life and stuff like that. Um, I forget exactly what showcase it's a part of, but wholesome it games part is part of, it was going to say it's part of wholesome games. Okay. Yes. Wholesome games is, you know, one of our favorite sort of showcases. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little to the left, you know, comes highly recommended from a lot of different people. Both I think even I recommended just, it. <laughs> yeah. Just from uh, steam reviews and things like that. The thing is a little to the left at his heart is still a puzzle game. Um, and I understand that it's going to be relaxing for certain people. For me, it was not. Okay. Um, and so I played, I think, literally less than 30 minutes of this and just asked for a refund of it on Steam. Okay. It's just not a game I could sit down and play for any conceivable amount of time. Um, there are other games out there. Like I played Potion Craft last year. Um, I can relax a whole lot more playing that game. And even though it's got clear-cut goals and is still a very video gamey game, that's more relaxing to me. Death Stranding is a more relaxing game than this. And I have to hide from fucking invisible monsters most of that game. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't disparage it. It's still a well put together game. It's still very pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not a game that I personally enjoy all that much. Um, so I asked for a refund on Steam actually today and I got it. Um, yeah, they're pretty good about uh Yeah getting that stuff taken care of or uh, yeah refunding yes. things if you get it within their time period stuff yeah so the rest of this is just a straight blitz through all the VR crap I've been playing 
since I got the MetaQuest 3. Um, I got it over the holidays, so I had some days off to sit down and really get into it and enjoy it some more. Um, <coughs> this one I actually played earlier today with a friend of mine. Um, it's Population 1. It's a VR Battle Royale game. Um, kind of in the vein of Fortnite in the way that weapons and gear and stuff works. Um, but, like, you're reloading weapons with your hands. Um, <laughs> you're picking things up off the map. There's a climbing mechanic in it when you get close to walls. There's a gliding mechanic in it where if you stretch out your arms oh. in a T-shape, you can glide. Gliding um, <laughs> mechanic. So there's a lot of cool stuff in it. Um, it's squads of three, and I believe there's, like, 12 players or 24 players on a map at any given time, so not super big. But the map is not that big either. So it's not like you get stuck. Um, but it's got a lot of cool and unique mechanics to it. It's pretty fun to play. Um, but at its heart, it is a battle royale. You know, last squad alive wins. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting and unique to play something like that in VR. Um, moving on from that... Um, of course, I got Half-Life Alex. I have a Steam Friends and Family code, so I get every game Valve has published for free. Oh, right I hate now. you. Really? Yes. I got oh. it from Oz back in the day. Oh, yeah. I didn't think when about I, that. I bought a Steam box off of him. Um, you bought a Steam box? Yeah. <laughs> Which I still have, by the way. <laughs> really? Does it work yes. still? I don't know. I haven't hooked it up in ages. Damn. Um, but uh, Half-Life Alex is... It's a fun game. It's probably the single best put together game in VR still. And by that, I just mean graphically, mechanically, it all just works. Um, the movement is still, you know, old style teleport teleportation movements. So there's no smooth movement, but it works for this game. Um, from what I've played of it, I mean, it gets very atmospheric, very spooky mm-hmm. early on. Um, not just fighting head crabs and zombies and stuff, but there's areas that are like dark and by dark, I mean like really actually dark. Oh, you have to go and get a flashlight and just getting the flashlight is a creepy thing to get. <laughs> um, and it's on your left hand. So you have to like point it in the direction you want to see while still aiming yeah. a gun and everything. So, but it's an overall fun game. Um, it's basically a prequel to the events of half-life two. Um, I was wondering what, like, time period mm. it was happening in because yeah. i'm like there's no way that it could be after half-life no well episode one and two which i would love to find out about since you just left it there valve yeah well the game is i mean it's still very half-life in all of its atmosphere the way it looks the way it feels the way characters talk to you is very much in that vein of valve games mm-hmm. um Still got some. Still got the typical humor there that they brought over from games like Portal Two. This is actually one of my favorite things you see is her putting on the helmet. Yeah. Um. So you can find these construction helmets and mask. And if you put on the helmet and you walk under a barnacle, it eats the helmet first instead of. Oh, (laughs) it's actually useful. All right. Yes. That little grub is a healing canister, so you have to put in a healing machine. Um. But yeah, overall, a really smooth, well put together game with a lot of. Just cool stuff to do. If you want to play a single-player shooter in VR, this is probably one of the better ones out there. Aside from that, I would also recommend Boneworks, um, which I don't think yeah. yeah, you don't have on there, so I don't think you've got a chance to play yet, right? I haven't bought Boneworks yet. Yeah. Um, I, I plan to, but I'm waiting. Um, in the same vein as Half-Life Alex, I have Arizona Sunshine, the first one. 
Um, the graphics in that game are starting to show their age, but I guess because it was made for VR, they didn't really know how far they could push mm-hmm. those graphics at the time. Plus, this game, I believe, came back all the way back when the first Oculus Quest was out. Yeah, and I mean, we're now up mm-hmm. to, I believe, Arizona Sunshine 2 is out. I don't know if they've done yes. a third one yet. Arizona Sunshine 2 is out. Um, I've played a little bit of this game. I will say, even though the aiming in this game is realistic with the pistols and stuff, mm-hmm. like you have sights, you can look down and everything like that, it feels like my bullets are always off. Like the sights just don't line up with where my gun is pointing for some reason. Yeah. Um, I've had to readjust my controller to, you know, basically stick it in my hand in a certain way that the bullets go where I want them to go. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a little little awkward, but I'm getting used to it, and it's still just a fun zombie game, honestly. Even um, looking at the gameplay, because I was going to say, if you're listening to the audio, um, mm-hmm. I do have some gameplay footage playing. Um, it just Even with the gameplay footage, seeing the aiming, it does look a little off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looks like it is at an, at an angle. So like you might be shooting straight, mm-hmm. but it's actually going slightly to the left well, or something like that. That's more or less the way the person in this trailer is holding you know, the gun in the game, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I hold mine like I would a real gun, so I'm looking down the sights all the time. Directly in front of your face like this? You walk around like No. <laughs> That's a great way to get cracked in the face by the sly. <laughs> but, uh, no. I mean, it's still, still just a fun survival horror game. A whole lot of, you know, the typical survival horror tropes. You're out here on your own. You're looking for gear and stuff like that. You're scavenging. You're getting new weapons as you go along. And all kinds of stuff. Um, and, of course, plenty of zombies to take down. And they're just slow <laughs> zombies, right? No uh, no fast bitches? There actually are some fast ones that oh, come man. at you. I fucking hate that shit. Yes. Um, <clears throat> now, this but, one I think you've mentioned to me, the next one on the list. Yeah. So, Gun Club VR is essentially what it says on the tin. Um, <laughs> but there are a lot of guns in this game to choose from. They're all realistically modeled. For the most part, they function realistically as well. Like, you can change... If it's select fire, you can change a little switch on it, like full auto or semi-auto. Um, it's got realistic reloading and charging animations. Um, there are various modes to play through for each weapon type. Um, oh, you can headshot cops. Yeah, there's a lot of... <laughs> well, those are actually Nazis, so there is an allied mode in this game as well. Wait, I, did you just say the same thing? Um, yeah. um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, there's an allied game mode where you're, you know shooting a bunch of Nazis in a, in broken down war torn Europe. Um, okay. But I mean, it's a fun game for me. It's a fun game for anyone who's into firearms or anything like that. Cause it's just realistically, most of the guns are realistically modeled. They function realistically. There's two DLC currently out now for it, an old West and a SWAT DLC with some more weapons to choose from in that. Um, and the game can get pretty difficult at times. If you, uh, if you don't upgrade your guns and you don't really know what you're doing. The benefit of the game is, like, I can stick a drum magazine on a clock and not worry about how much that fucking weighs. Um, <laughs> and uh, the last one I have on here is Dungeons of Eternity. If you like old-school dungeon crawlers like Diablo and stuff like that, or Oblivion or Skyrim or anything like that, mm-hmm. but you want to do it in co-op and you want to do it in VR, this <laughs> is the fucking game for it. Um, it is great. This, to play this looks game. fun as fuck. Oh, this is. is probably of everything so far. Like, obviously, I want to play Alex, but this is the one that I'd be like, this feels the most. Why this? What this is what I want out of a VR game is to just run okay. around a fucking dungeon. Yeah, 
and that's the thing is you run around these dungeons. They're all procedurally generated, by the way. Um, there's four dun there's four regions with four dungeons. So sixteen dungeons overall, and then there's four dungeon types. And each type gives you different rewards for completing it. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so that's actually how you do heal. You do literally you pop open and drink mana, potions. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> healing, that's awesome. But there's different weapon types and bosses and mobs and all kinds of stuff. Um just an overall really great game. There's realistic parrying mechanics. Um, the game takes into account like the force behind your swings to determine how much damage you do. All that stuff is in it. Okay. So just a great, fun, dungeon-crawling game, honestly. Um, and me and a friend have been playing it, and we really enjoy it for what it is. Um, you should watch us spam throw our weapons at bosses God. that we're too afraid to get close to. <laughs> <sighs> there, are a few, there are a few VR games that I... Um... I've been trying. I try to get like I personally haven't played some of them just because I, you know, it, I, uh, unfortunately VR is fucking expensive. Like the headset on its own is already is already expensive enough, um, but the games themselves, they are not cheap in a lot of cases. Um, no, and that's not trying to say that VR games are in any way quality lesser quality, um, but there are certain experiences, and that's why I'm saying it specifically like this. There are certain. VR titles that are not full flesh games, they feel more concepty or like a, a an experience. Like, oh, here's a full game, sixty dollar game, thirty minutes or the, the yeah, thirty minutes, forty minutes, maybe. Sometimes you can get a three four hour mark kind of thing, and that's where it kind of falls apart for me. Um, yeah, but there's also you know really fun shit like oh, what's what's that one uh, super hot. Can't not have super, super hot. hot. Yes. Um, Beat Saber, one of those you gotta get that. I highly recommend it if you haven't played it. And these are just everybody knows you gotta play these games. They're so fun. Everybody loves yep. to dance and sweat their ass off while swinging swords. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I want I want one. I want a three so bad. We have the two. Um, the mm-hmm. three is just more better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, I, the part of it is the processing, the, the, uh, better processing power of the headset. Um, I want to be able to play any of the VR games that I already own on steam, um, with either the mm-hmm. steam link or the direct hookup from the PC into the headset. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 another time. That's a hey. If I randomly decide that I have extra money and I don't have other things that I should pay off, uh, maybe maybe if I can sell this one, um, or if mm-hmm. Kim sells this one because technically it's Kim's, uh, even though I'm the only one that uses it. I didn't pay for it. That's why it's not mine. Um, but yeah, Nate, we got so many games that we haven't played yet. Hmm. So let's talk about games that aren't even out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have the GameSpot.com's 2024 upcoming game release schedule up. Uh, this is one mm-hmm. of my favorite things to keep track of every year. Um, I usually rebookmark it every year. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of, hold on. Let me, let me just click on this little Xbox Game Pass 2024 January stuff. What do we got on here? Ooh. Starting on the 9th, we get Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
which is fun, but for me, what I'm excited about is Figment. Sorry, there's just some games on here that I'm like, ooh, sweet. Oh, We Happy <laughs> Few is coming January 11th. Those yeah. Who Remain is coming uh, January 16th. Resident Evil 2 is too, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's just a fun little side thing. Sorry, Game Pass, great deals. Xbox, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> we give you so much money. Give us some back. Um, <laughs> so here, we're going to run through month to month and then end up with the to-be-announced section. Uh, see if there's anything. Um like this first thing, do you have it open to? Yes. Okay, damn. I wanted to surprise you with things. Like, a Devil May Cry game? Devil May Cry Peak of Combat? Coming out January 11th? Yes, for iOS and Android. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, that sounds like it's it probably going to be the lowest point in Devil May Cry since DMC2. Let's, uh, hold on, let's, let's pull some trailer footage up here. Let's see if we got any... Peak of Combat. Um, we got some Nero. There's some Nero gameplay in here. I see that, but it's... Like I said, this is probably going to be the lowest point in the franchise since Devil May Cry 2 or that DMC game, the reboot. Mm, yeah. I thought you liked DMC. Um, but no, alright, we got... And this is... Here's the thing. I only know, like, three of these games. <laughs> four of these games. Uh, I do actually know Momodora Moonlight Farewell. Um, Momodora is a very difficult... You know, I don't want to say difficult. It is a game that I've seen people play before. Um, I've seen people do speedruns of. It's really enjoyable. It's not 100% for me. I own one of them. Uh, I think I have Reverie. Reverie, mm -hmm. what was it? Reverie Under the Moonlight. Um, so yeah, we got another Momodora. People love that franchise. That's awesome. Uh, we're just, I'm just going to skip to this stuff that I have any, I fucking clue what it is. Any, I fucking clue? <laughs> any, I fucking clue. Fuck it. Uh, Prince of Persia Lost Crowns. That is the Metroidvania style Prince of Persia game. Um, I'm very excited yeah. for that one. That one is something I may be picking up. Um, oh, for a second, I'm like, oh, it looks like on Xbox. No, it is coming to PC. Yay. Um, Last of Us 2 Remastered. It's coming to PC. Nope, sorry. Coming to PS5. PS5. But... That means we're only a few months before they're like, and it's also on PC. Why mm -hmm. they don't just put it on fucking PC to begin with, I will never know. <laughs> um, we've got Like a Dragon, Apollo, Infinite Wealth. Like yeah, oh, people love those games. Um, I have some friends that cosplayed as some of the characters a couple of times. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney Trilogy. I don't know exactly what that one is. Um no, Apollo Justice was just the spinoff of Ace Attorney. Is, is he just another character in the series? Yeah, he's okay. another another lawyer. <clears throat> okay, all right. Um, all right, whatever. We got... Sorry, I was looking through if any of the other ones looked appealing in any way right off the bat. Uh, Tekken 8. I forgot yep. that Tekken is still a thing. Um, Tekken 8 is bringing back the best character in the Tekken franchise. Kuma? <laughs> Kuma, yes. Wait, has Kuma not been in? Kuma was not in Tekken 7. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Ugh. Well, that's really the only big things, uh, unless you're excited for Rugby 24. Um, no. <laughs> February, we got Grand Blue Fantasy, Relink. What? Uh, more importantly, Jujutsu Kaisen Cursed Clash. 
Uh, let's see. What does this play like? Is this going to be... It's going to be like the fucking Naruto and One Punch Man games. It's another anime fighting game. I mean, of course it's an anime fighting game. What else do you do? There are no other games but fighting games, right? I know, but they're all roughly the same. <laughs> oh, you got different outfits that he definitely wears in the series? <laughs> it looks like it does play through the, uh, the, story. the first season. Mm-hmm. I'm still unsure of this gameplay because there has not been any gameplay in this fucking trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It it plays like um mm-hmm. the Naruto games. Uh, what are those things called? Shonen Showdown? I don't know. <laughs> oh, cooperative. It, you know what it makes me think of? Uh, it kind of makes me think of, I don't know why, just this scene where there were multiple cursed spirits on the stage at the same time was making mm. me think of um dot hack yeah i don't know why um <clears throat> speaking of which they did announce that there is a hunter hunter game coming out finally mm. i don't know if it's gonna be good probably not um <laughs> what why is there like an anime game curse is there is there a good anime game there are some good anime games but when are they, are they anime, anime games, games, or are they games that are anime-esque that may have animated things made because of them existing? Okay, well, let's see. Um, the we're, not gonna count games. we're not going to count Pokemon. I was going to say, we're not going to po- count Pokemon. We're not going to count Mega Man. We're not going to count ah. um, uh, the Persona games. Uh, All of those have have anime-esque things with them well, are not anime that eventually got video games. If you like playing Yu-Gi-Oh! the Yu-Gi-Oh! games. <laughs> you know what? I'm lying to myself, too, because there's a game that was announced that I'm actually super fucking excited for, because they're bringing back Dragon Ball Tenkaichi. Okay. Or uh, Budokai, one of the Budokai two. Budokai Tenkaichi. Yeah, they're bringing it back. Bringing it back. Um. Anyway, hey, February 2nd, we're... Mo- maybe getting Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. <laughs> I mean, it's up for pre-order, so that doesn't. Yeah, man, I had a pre-order I for uh, Last Guardian for like ten years. Um, <laughs> they actually deleted it from the ske- the skew from the system, and I had to get my money back. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, Persona Three Reload uh, coming to everything except for Switch, sadly. Uh, Helldivers 2 actually looks fun. If you ever played the first Helldivers, it is a ridiculous twin-stick shooter. Um, Helldivers 2 is kind of pulling a... Uh, what is that? In Risk of Rain, it's jumping mm-hmm. to uh, like a first-person shooter. Um, yeah. Similar gameplay. It's like, you know, live as long as you can kind of shit. Um, really fun. The original game was really fun. I, I recommend it. Uh, I did not know, uh, that there is a follow-up, maybe? Is it a follow-up to Sucker for Love? Date to, date to die for. Um, it's just a dating game where you get to date unspeakable Hmm. elder chars, um, with nice boobs. That's about it. (laughs) You, you want to fuck Cthulhu with tits? (laughs) Nate didn't say no. Uh... Um, yeah. Same day. Oh, man, this is smart. They put out on on February 14th, you got Sucker for Love, Date to Die For, and Tomb Raider mm-hmm. 1 through 3 re- remastered. 
Um, yes. Now, I don't know how good this one looks. Uh, what, as... Sucker for Love? No, no. Um, no. <laughs> Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. <laughs> Jesus. Because uh, I played the original Tomb Raider games once when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember them being great. Like, even as a kid, I'm like, they don't look great. All right. They look more like the like PlayStation... Th- or, uh, the the Xbox 360 era, almost. Um, they just rounded off all the triangles. That's all. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, maybe they'll have you know an OG graphics mode so you can have triangle titties again. Yeah, there's something. You know what it is? She looks like what she looked like on the cover. That's basically yeah. what they tried to do. Um, I the original the original games never been a bit, was not uh, that, that was never a big fan of um when they went back and started a new series the new Tomb Raider I fucking love those games I think mm. they're fantastic um they're basically and this isn't a knock on it this is because we know how I feel about Far Cry games it's it feels like hey what if Far Cry was a linear story <laughs> uh like the old Far Cry um yeah but good also uh, <laughs> sorry, Far Cry 1 and 2 were just, I I don't like those games. Um, and I never played I mean, three. it's fine not to like them, but after 3, like, it was just formulaic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's why it's... I love them, they are very entertaining, and I enjoy what I have enjoyed from them. Um, I just wish that they could figure out a way to change it. Uh, not lose it. You can. I think there's a way from the the keep the open world aspect mm-hmm. and change it up. I mean, they kind of did with Prim- uh, Primal. I loved Primal. Yeah. So many people hated that game. I thought that was one no, of the I best ones they Primal. put out. Um, no, the open world is fine. It's just an open world needs to be more than you know a map with dots on it. Yeah. You know, to go and do the same objectives and over and over again, and that's where yeah. games like Tears of the Kingdom come in, where it's like, here's an open world, you can go anywhere and do anything, but every time you go somewhere and do something, it's something different to do. <laughs> and if there's maps on, or if there are dots on the map, most likely you put them there yourself. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so many dots, <laughs> so many. Uh, my favorite thing about the dots in that game were if you when you place them, they were mm-hmm. height specific. Like, yeah. it didn't just place it and it was coming through the entire world. It was like, you place mm-hmm. this here. It's where you put it. If you looked yep. over at a tower, it's there. It's not like whole... I don't know how to describe it. Um, <laughs> awesome. It was great. I love that game. Um, I I was joking around about, like, if we had done a game of the year. It wouldn't have won game of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Game of the year. If we had done a game of the year this year, it would have gone to um, Bulge Gate. I have not played Boulder's Gate. I would have given it Game of the Year. <laughs> I mean, it's... To be fair, it is everybody's Game of the Year at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, between the, the three of us, I mean, I know Dave doesn't really... Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dave doesn't really play games that aren't Madden anymore, I feel like. Um, He's playing World of Warcraft, so... <laughs> oh, let's not bring it up. Uh, but, like, with you and Leslie talking about it, I, I'm like, this sounds great. I love how much you two are loving it. I love how much everyone is loving it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so happy for that studio with how much everybody was loving it. Uh, 
So it was very much like, because, you know, he, I'm sure the internet has heard enough of how much the Spider-Man 2 community feels like they were robbed. Um, no. No. I am somebody that Breath of the Wild is one of the most important games in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild 2, a.k.a. Tears of the Kingdom, is absolutely incredible. Pushes the Switch to limits that we didn't think it had. Mm-hmm. But it is still not game of the year, in my opinion. Um, no. I mean, I'll put it this way. For all the people who felt slighted at the Game Awards, me and a group of people on Facebook who are... It's an Armored Core group. We were sitting there watching the Game Awards with, like, bated breath. Like, is you guys Armored got Core something. Anything? Yeah, we did. We got Action Game. <laughs> and we were just happy to have that. Like, we knew Armored Core 6 wasn't, like, going to be game of the year by any stretch of the imagination. It just doesn't have broad enough appeal. Um, but we were just happy for that. Like if you're a Spider-Man two fan and you feel like you got slighted because Baldur's Gate three run out, that tells me you either didn't play Baldur's Gate three or you're just fanboying super hard for Spider-Man two. And you need to be happy with what you did get. <laughs> I will admit you guys did kind of win the, what uh, that was on the greatest what? competition you what? had to go. Well, cause it's like, Armored Core 1 against Dead Island 2, uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush, great game. I'm not knocking it. Um, Remnant 2, I don't know anything about Remnant games. Um, And Ghost Runner 2. Ghost Runner 2, which wholeheartedly fans of the Ghost Runner series, and by that I mean Mm -hmm. one, um, were not disappointed, but it just didn't live up to the first game. Mm -hmm. Um, Dead Island 2 was so much better than people could have imagined Dead Island 2 could have been after... The yeah. development hell that it went through, <laughs> yeah. but like nobody was going to be like greatest greatest action game. Um, well, it's just again, it's it's weird for me because it's Armored Core again is a From Software yeah. game, right? Yeah. Like it's got and it has all the DNA that From Software has had since the very first Armored Core, all the way through the Souls games, all the way into this game. Mm-hmm. But I understand that Armored Core being a mech game, being a game where you build and customize a robot is not going to have the same kind of appeal that something like Elden Ring is, which is a very high fantasy style game. Yeah. Bottom line is there's more people in the high fantasy shit than there's people in the mecha shit. <laughs> um, yeah. There was a thing that popped up to, earlier today. Uh, TikTok every once in a while, there are trends that happen, you know, like on any social media platform. Um, but it was like everybody, every boy once, and then you swipe over and it's like to be able to pilot a mech suit. Um, and I'm like, no, no, not every boy. Um, <laughs> I don't think they've watched enough. I don't think they've not watched enough of like the actual Gundam outside of fight scenes to make that determination. <laughs> I just <laughs> because I in Gundam, know. piloting a mech suit is a fucking nightmare. So, <laughs> no, hey, you know, specific the the image they did post was specifically from. Um, hold on, Armored Core. I got there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, even in armor, they're not paying attention to the story of armored core because an armored core pilot in mech is a goddamn nightmare. So. Could you imagine if they post it was a picture of a fucking um, Eva or whatever the fuck they're called? Yeah, and even Galen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> those is bad. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed kind of cool in uh, that one with the kaiju and Charlie from Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Except, you know, what happens in the very beginning of the first Pacific Rim? Death. Yeah. 
why why can't you just make it so it's one person controlling it? They explain that in the movie. It fries their fucking brain. But John can do it perfectly fine. John? John? Right? What the fuck's the main character's name from Big O? Okay, but the Big O mechs are very, like... They're less actual, like, mecha, and they're more like giant steam trains with arms. (laughs) One of them turns into a fucking plane. Big O, best mech ever. Anime ever. I don't care what anybody says. Give me giant robo Batman. (laughs) Anyway, let's keep moving on. Uh... We got Mario vs. Donkey Kong coming to the Switch. What, that was a, uh, a handheld game that is being made into a full game. Uh, here's another game that is it actually coming out on this release date? Skull and Bones. Oh, God. More delays. Uh, <laughs> don't put it out there. Um, oh, we got another Terminator game. Terminator Dark Fate Defiance coming out closer to the end of the yep. month. Uh Oh, I did. Did I not know this? We're getting Star Wars Dark Forces remaster. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which kind of game that one is, but who knows? Um, and of course, the biggest of that month uh, is definitely going to be Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, only come mm-hmm. to PS Five. It'll eventually make its way over to P or to PC, like everything else. Yes. Uh, um, Dark Forces is a Doom like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, March is looking. You know kind of slim pickings in the beginning of the month like i don't know what the fuck most of this is life by you does this this is gonna be a sad game here's the thing by the time we get into april we're talking like end of q1 so a lot of stuff hasn't been announced it's gonna fit into the end of q1 yeah it is (laughs) so crazy looking at some of this (laughs) stuff because you really hit march and then everything is it's like one or two after that if anything um unicorn overlord that seems like it's gonna that's a that's yeah, yeah that's what i thought that's one of those uh 2D, 3D style. What is, it, what is that thing where it's flat images on a slightly three-dimensional world? 2.5D? Thank you. I could not remember that term. <laughs> um, I've heard things, good things about that. Musically, sounds great. I've heard some of the music for that game. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guess, I guess Doja Cat's in a VR game, Paint the Town Red. Um, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe Alone in the Dark comes out March 20th. That's another one of those that has been delayed over and over again. Um, I would love to see this turn out well. Uh, I mm-hmm. think this is... Who's doing this this time? Um, oh, I lied. It's not going to be good. I forgot who was doing it. Without <laughs> looking it up. Nate, guess what? What? <laughs> what company or what developer is putting this game out? Mm. Sorry, publisher. What publisher is putting this game out? Yep. Don't Google it. I think I remember it though. Is yeah, it THQ that's putting it's this out? It's THQ Nordic, everyone's favorite. Oh lord. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, they're one of those well, embracer fuckers, right? Yeah. Yeah. David Harbour's in it, so maybe that's a saving grace. That is the only saving grace it has, in my opinion. <laughs> um, right after that, we got Dragon's Dogma 2. People seem to love that Dragon's Dogma. Uh, yeah. I've never played it. It's not my kind of game. Uh, I watched a review of it once where the title of the review was Dragon's Dog Shit. So. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> people like it. I'm so confused. People do like it. This guy was mostly harping on the story and how it was just a very bad and bland story. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, you know, it is me. the closest Sometimes... thing you can get to playing Souls without playing Souls. <laughs> I thought the closest you can get to that is like a uh, Liza P or some shit like that. Well, yes, Liza P is out now, and that's very much Liza P fits more in like the Bloodborne style. Yeah. Mm. Is it not all the same? Um, play Elden Ring. <laughs> if you want to play a Souls game, play Elden Ring. Elden Ring is the best. Sorry. It takes everything people... No, I mean, it takes everything that people love about the Souls games and makes it not accessible, but makes it feel like it is more accessible. I I love hate, nothing about the Souls games. I hate the Souls games. Yes, you do. Nate, what? you you do. There's something about it you love because that is part of the essence of Armored Core Six. Um, I mean, true. There you go. Okay. But, you know, nope, nope. I, Armored Core I shut came you down. out long before shut Souls. Down. I shut you down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, I I have I've openly said that I hate the Souls games as well. Um, can't get into them. I don't hate. They are not for me. I am not a Souls person. Um. I absolutely loved what I played of of uh, Elden Ring, um, and I ex I am excited for whatever else they come out. I hope they lean into that a little bit. I don't know. Again, I feel like it was a more accessible game. Whatever. Um, we got Princess Peach Showtime because it finally, finally, for the first time ever, we're ignoring the DS game. Shut up. Um, Princess Princess Peach gets to go off on her own. And uh, take care of shit by herself. Uh, yeah. I'm actually excited for this. This is one of the last big titles for the Switch before we get any news, official news, of the Super Switch. Because that's what I'm calling it. I don't want to call it Switch 2. I want to call it Super Switch. Um, I don't know. If you haven't seen the trailers for this, it looks cute. You get mm -hmm. to do a whole bunch of different... Get some outfit changes. Uh Princess Peach is, as we know, a magical girl. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, she's got to be, right? Um, yes. And now we don't have to worry about she. one of her abilities being cry so much it floods the screen. Um, <laughs> I fucking, like, seriously, like, who thought that was a good idea? Uh, anyway, we got a, one of those out of nowhere, there's another South Park game coming. Um, yep. I can't remember what gameplay this one goes to let's see this ends up being oddly enough this is also thq nordic but like people are more excited about it how does this one play this one oh hold up wait does this one play more like a diablo does what play more like a diablo this snow day Sorry. south park snow day oh no mm. co-op okay co-op multiplayer I need more information about this, guys. Gameplay trailer. Okay. Let's see. Um. Maybe? I can't tell. It's really hard to tell just from, from this gameplay trailer. Because, like, it's not showing any, like... It looks like you're just mash, mashing buttons and hitting people. Maybe. Who knows? Hmm. It looks like the best one I've seen so far. Um, 
Yeah. I have not liked any South Park games since like the N64 one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um I think that's really man, nothing really uh April kind of just a bunch of stuff, a bunch of uh JRPGs that neither of us will touch. May has nothing. Destiny the Final Shape, Destiny 2 the Final Shape coming in June. Never Dark, which I think is also... Oh, no. Never mind. I thought it was more of a Diablo. What are you typing so furiously? <laughs> I'm not. That's just my keyboard making noises. I mean, you were typing. <laughs> I mean, I was typing, but not furiously. <laughs> That's just how my keyboard sounds. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing in July, August. This is obviously... Things will be coming out. It's more of nothing has been dated yet. Uh, August, we got Black Myth. Wukong, um, it's another game that adapts the story of, uh, Journey to the West. West? Yeah. Yeah. Um, September, big game, Nate. Yeah, I know. The thing is, is it got delayed from this fall, well, last fall now to this fall. I still have a pre-order for a collector's edition at Best Buy on this. (laughs) Well, good luck with that, because they're getting rid of physical media. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, hey, that I know you're excited for that game. Uh, it looks interesting. It looks like something that you will play. Um, <laughs> well, again, it's it's. I keep telling people this, and I know they don't want to believe me because they're not interested in 40k at all. But the first Space Marine game got so many people into 40k because it's just if you don't care about 40k at all, it's just a solid linear action game. Honestly, mm-hmm. like it's like a God of War almost. Yeah. So, and well, we it's talking, got wait, mechanics of its own. Now you mm-hmm. have to remember, are we talking God of War, original God of War trilogy, or are we talking about the new God of War? No, I'm talking about, like, original God yeah. of War. Yeah, and see, that's mm-hmm. where, and again, I'm not knocking it mm-hmm. just to be like, this game sucks. Um, <laughs> I don't, I mean, looking at it, you know what I get vibes of more than anything? And I'll pull this up, so... You can see the violence in this trailer. Um, it makes me think of Gears of War. Uh, it gives me the the gears mm-hmm. kind of aspect to it as well. Um, yeah, I just I just not I've never been well, a fan of these kind of action <laughs> games. The difference between forty k and Gears of War is that the guys in forty k are genetically engineered to be that big. In Gears of War, they just they just are are. <laughs> Marcus Phoenix is just a large boy. Yeah. Get, that means Marcus Phoenix better than than Super Marines or whatever. Um, space Marines. Space Marines. Okay. Super Space. Subspace Super Marines. Marines. Um, I, I couldn't remember. I'm sorry. I mean, it really the was difference just between a, these two games, honestly, is just the enemies you're fighting now. Yeah. So. Um, these are... Tyranids. I was going to say they're... Um, fuck. Zerg. Hold on, hold on. There's a term. Oh, albino xenomorphs. Okay, so um, here's the funny thing. <laughs> here's how much this, how much 40k ties into the things that everyone else knows and loves. <laughs> so, let me guess: <laughs> these guys came before the xenomorph. Well, technically, yes. Um, I don't believe it. 40k started all the way back out as Rogue Trader in like the 80s. Did you say Roach Raider? No, Rogue Trader. Rogue <laughs> Trader. Okay. Yes. Which there is a new Baldur's Gate style RPG out on Steam, 40k Rogue Trader. Um, 
But um, yeah, so these Tyranids came out long, long before Xenomorphs were a thing. But it's funny because the entire reason that what, hold on, exist, what are they called? Tyranids. Tyranids. T y r a n i d s. Tyranids. All right. I'm just. I'm not like second guessing you in any way. It's more of I'm trying to figure out when they were introduced. First Tyranids release. I was trying to look on the Wikipedia and it's not helping at 1993. all. 1993. <clears throat> oh, yeah, then no. The, no. Okay. Because well, no. uh, Alien came out in 79. Okay. Well, these. The entire reason Tyranids actually exist, though, is a lot of the like concept sketches and things for original 40K were actually supposed to be StarCraft enemies. <laughs> these, were spo- these were the original designs for the Zerg in StarCraft. <laughs> Okay. Let's see. Original StarCraft came out in... Wait, that doesn't line up either. That's 98. StarCraft came out in 98, right? Yeah. Okay. And these guys came out in 93. That's what I'm saying. Wait, but I thought you said that the Tyranids were taken from concept for... No, no, no. I'm saying it's the other way around. Oh. These guys, the Tyranids, were the concept for the original Zerg in StarCraft. Okay. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't want you to say that Tyranids influenced Alien. No, Alien didn't Tyranids did not influence Aliens. It's probably the other way around, and I just misremembered. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Uh, that is interesting about StarCraft, though. Um, another game, but not. it's just not my thing. <laughs> it's just a combination of stuff that I don't I'm not interested in and like there's aspects that are cool like the design mm-hmm. I love the design of some of those fucking weird ass alien motherfuckers um, oddly enough the design of space marines is my least favorite uh, <laughs> but that's because I've played so many games with super soldier looking fuckers in power armor and big armor and all that um, But we've I talked mean, about this. We're fine. It's that's okay. Master Chief, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Master Chief, um, even though I don't like it all that much, Gears of War, I specifically mm-hmm. will call out two because Gears of War 2 is, in my opinion, the best. Um, it's also the one that I played the furthest in. Uh, <laughs> I don't beat games, Nate. It's <laughs> kind of always been a thing. Um, but no, that's the less dated of all the things. Then it's literally October, November, December, nothing in a shit ton of to be announced dated things. Um, mm-hmm. Two of which I see on here, I am excited for. Uh, Angerfoot, new new game mm-hmm. coming from a first person kicker. Uh, I think there's shooting too, but you can kick a lot too. Uh, yes. Coming from Devolver, <laughs> another crab's treasure. A game that I am incredibly excited for. Uh, it is going to be the best, <laughs> the best uh, Souls like, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know about you? Um, let's see. We got. Let and me. Speaking you, of Souls like, Hades two is coming call out. out. Yeah, Hades two. Uh, Avowed is supposed to be coming twenty twenty four. Baby steps. Another. <laughs> These a lot of Devolver games have been announced for next year. Um, some stuff got pushed. That's probably part of that as well. Oh boy, this will be your favorite of the year. Kill it with fire too. Fucking spiders, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, let, if you see anything, call it out. Uh, I'm just kind of going through everything right now. Jesus, fucking. Ooh, Core Keeper is coming to Switch. Um, that has mm-hmm. been out. I just recommend it. It's really fun. 
Um, let's see. Death Stranding is coming to iOS. <laughs> Duck Detective. Duck Detective is already out on PC, motherfucker. This thing needs to be updated. Um, yeah, Saga Hellblade 2 will be coming out. Yeah. Earthblade coming out. That looked, That one actually has been looking really cool. Um, it's coming from Extremely OK Games. Uh, if you don't know There's who it's Spy okay. Family game coming out, yeah, we don't need that. Um, if you don't <laughs> know who Extremely OK Games Limited is, uh, that is the new company name for the original developers for Celeste. Uh, mm. so it used to be something makes games, Maddie makes games. Um, it is now Extremely OK Games, uh, in their first game coming as that under that title is Earthblade. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. As somebody that Celeste is one of his... Uh, was a game of the year for me, and still one of my all-time favorite games. Um, yeah. I'm like, I saw that. I'm like, I think this is that thing from that people. Um, let's see. I'm only in the E's. There's really... Okay, we're into F's. Ugh. Foam stars, Come on. man. Come on. <laughs> I, he, it's supposed to be fun. Uh, yeah. Although I still need to play the finals, um, I've heard mm-hmm. that is that is really good. Um, but like you said, Her- Hades two. Uh, oh, what's that half head game? Harry half head. Is it called Harry half head? Is that yeah. coming out this year? Or is it next year? Let's see. I don't know. Oop! Too many too many letters there, Chris. Henry, Henry Halfhead, uh, does not have a date yet. They don't even have a year on it. Mm-hmm. That was one of those games that just looked fun as fuck to us. Yep. Um, and that's the thing. Some of these, even though they they are still not dated, we don't know when. How do you call out Kill It With Fire 2, but you didn't call out Killing Floor 3? Because <laughs> I don't care about the Killing Floor games. <laughs> uh, Lightyear Frontier. That is another one of those wholesome games that we saw. Uh, oddly enough, mm-hmm. going back to mechs, that is the what if you were a farmer that used mech suits. Um, yeah. <laughs> that one actually looked a lot of fun. Um, I'm a big, we're, you know, I think we both, for the most part, are resource gathering fans, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Um, Little Nightmares 3, Little Kitty Big City. I'm noticing all these games that I actually give a fuck about are all indie games. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have guessed? Um, Not me. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Nine Souls, another indie game. Um, Jesus, man. It's so many. Yes. I mean, there's a lot here. Here we go. Penny's Big Breakaway. Penny's Big Breakaway. That is uh, from the team that worked on Sonic. Um, fuck. What's the one that everybody loved? Frontier. Mania. Mania. Sonic okay. Mania. Uh, that's being worked on that team. People are very excited for that. Um, yeah. Let's see. We got. Just reading all these things. And some names. It's just really fun. Rubber Royale. I have no idea what this is, but I'm mm. going to find out now. Yes. There's going to be a remaster of a Sam and Max game, The Devil's Playground. Yeah, excited for that. <clears throat> you already mentioned Senua Saga, uh, that first game, really good. I highly recommend it. There's a Game Boy Advance game? 
Shantae oh. Advance Risky yes. Revolution. Yes. Uh, yep. It is being released finally. Um, for the Game Boy Advance. For the Game Boy Advance. This is not a joke. Risky Revolution is coming to Game Boy Advance. Um, I think it might be coming. Yeah. Uh, they're also putting it on Switch, PlayStation 4, 5, and... Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what? But specifically, it is going to be, at this time, the last mm-hmm. official Game Boy Advance release. Yes. Uh, yeah. Star Wars Outlaws. Oh, Snufkin. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's another one of those fun... Uh... They're doing a remake of the Suikoden games. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Stick to the Stick, man. That's another Devolver game. Yep. That, one, that one looks fun. Um, oh, it looks like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem mm-hmm. is uh, coming out. I don't know what this is. Wait, is this another side-scroller? I realize I have to type in game. <laughs> um, I don't see any gameplay, so I'm not sure. You would hope it would be, because anything else, I feel like, never really works out that well. I hate when the the word the comes in front of words games, and they're like, let's organize it by that instead of the the name of the game, comma, the. Because it's always like, the blue cat, instead of it being up in the bees, it's all the way down here. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking of which, the Gecko Gods, supposed to be a really cute, fun game. Um, are you looking it up? No. Oh. Uh, totally Spies, the game. That's right. We're talking about the the uh, three teenage spies from the cartoon <laughs> show. Cartoon show. Cartoon Network show. Um, I don't know. I think... There's a new Vampire Masquerade, Bloodlines 2. And that's really... I think... I don't think anything else big yet. No. World of hmm. Goo 2, that was a big announcement, I remember. Um, they're actually bringing back World of Goo 1 as well. That game... Holy shit, hold on. When did World of Goo 1 come out? Has that also been 20 fucking years? No, 2008. Close. We're getting close. <sighs> Alright, Nate. So. I just realized... I made new graphics for all these things. And the one thing I fucking forgot to make is a new graphic. <laughs> a new graphic for what? For our favorite segment of the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so now I need to make a new con- no a new no context recommendation graphic. What was I thinking? I don't know. I know. I'm just I don't lost. even know what I could come up with. <laughs> Oh <laughs> no! About this. Wow! So no context. Not even you uh, can can come up with context. I don't. I don't know. Um, well, I do have a no context recommendation. So you think of something while I bring this up. Uh, my no context recommendation. My first no context recommendation. Ooh, I need to compile these uh, for the year of twenty twenty four. Delicious in dungeon. That's all I'm going to say. Delicious in Dungeon. Delicious in Dungeon. All I can say. All I can say. Google it. Not you. You got to come up with shit. Don't Google it. (laughs) I did come up with something. Um, So mine will be... This is X. I'll say it's a blog post if people have an easier time finding it. But 
Satire without purpose will wander in dark places. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> All right, you got to message that to me because I'm not going to fucking remember <laughs> I'll that. I'll just put it down here. Thank you. I think we both need quieter keyboards. Yes. Well, Better mics or quieter keyboards? <laughs> How much is mine coming through? Not at all. Ooh, okay. I got this set up pretty good. Hell yeah. That's why you got to get an arm. That's all the way well, over Well, I here. have an arm. It's just craned over my monitor. Well, you got a crane. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nate. Well, hey, is there anything else you want to talk about before we leave, even though we technically already did the thing that is after we're supposed to talk about anything else? Uh, no, I think that's a wrap on the first podcast of the year. Cool. We're just shaking off. If it feels weird, we're shaking it off. We're under the two-hour mark. Good for us. I think moving forward, I want to try and slim us down to like hour and a half, hour, hour and a half max. What do you think? I don't know. I yes. stepped away from the mic for that. I could have brought it with me. <laughs> just no, lean, on, lean on my other desk. <gasps> Almost fell. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Space Time Talko. Um, within the coming weeks, I will have a script moving forward. I am working on it. Uh, I have not been able to get as much done as I wanted. Because um, the brain be braining poorly lately. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to blame depression. It's one of those brain things. That's on the list. Who fucking knows? Uh, anyway, if you like what you hear, what we you see, what we do, uh, you can follow us on all the social media while Nate is inhaling from his goddamn... <laughs> see, this is the downside of you using that mic. You can't just do the flip up anymore. Um, just don't don't take a hit while... No, don't hit that. It's horrible. It, it'll break down and you'll hate it. Um, okay. You have a stream, don't you have, get a stream deck? Don't you have a stream deck? No, I don't have a stream deck. Oh, I thought you had a stream deck. Uh, I guess I could get a stream deck. Yeah, get a stream deck, and then you can hit a button that mutes you. Because, like, look. Oh. What you didn't hear was me burp. Um, anyway, like I said, if you like what you hear, what you see, what we do, you follow us on all social media. Just search Space Time Taco. You can find me everywhere, at Time Lord Burrito. You can find Nate... Only on Instagram, on Instagram. <laughs> at a little, a little teapot, eighty nine, eighty nine. We've gone through this. It's eighty nine. Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to support us directly, you can become a Patreon. Uh, right over at patreon.com slash space time taco. Uh, we are going to be updating that. Um, if you haven't seen yet, and I guess you wouldn't because we haven't really had to change, change anything on the screens. Um, we are rebranding kind of, uh, moving away from the dark greens. Uh, somebody told me recently that I, I should wear more bright colors. That's part of why I was like, <laughs> I should probably go change out of this. Cause I used to be a very earth tone kind of person. Um, mm -hmm. and now like you I got pink everywhere in my house, man. Pink, purple, <laughs> light blues. I like brighter colors now. I don't know what happened. It's like overnight, my my brain was like, you don't like the dark as much anymore. Um, mm. I mean, down here is okay. It's not too yeah. dark. Um, where was I? Patreon. 
we're updating Patreon. We're going to be going through that, seeing what our tiered lists are going to change over to. Uh, maybe change some things, update certain things. Um, beyond that, you can also support us directly on uh, Brain Broke Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Ko-fi, coffee, buy us some coffee, which isn't true. You're really buying us Dr. Pepper uh, and just supporting the, the company slash website slash group directly. Um, one of the easiest ways is, you know, if you're on Twitch, just hit that little subscribe button. If you're on Twitch and you have Prime, you already have a free Prime subscription. Just click that button. Beginning of the month, every year, every year, every month, month. Again, this is why I'm gonna make a, a schedule. Nate, not a schedule. A what's that thing called? Script. Script. <laughs> I'm out of it, man. It's been like two months since we've done this shit. I don't remember what I say. Um, mm. I'll edit this. I won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hit the stop record button and then put it out there in the world. Um, but yeah, supporting us on all those things. Uh, we ended Extra Life 2023 by hitting our goal. Last minute, we got one last mm. donation of $250, literally on the 30th of yeah. uh, December, mm. pushing us past our goal. Um, and it's officially Extra Life 2024 season. And by that, I mean it's a whole year, a whole year of Extra Life. <laughs> uh, I put in, we did our uh, upgraded platinum as we do every year. Um, mm -hmm. I already have the links up. We already have a little doobly-doo. It'll pop up there. Boom, boom. You can start donating whenever you like. Um, this year, yes, we are very ahead of it. I'm just putting it out there. We are not doing a 24-hour straight stream. Because uh, mm -hmm. I'm on it. can't be straight. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. We are breaking it into two 12-hour streams for that Saturday and Sunday still. Um, we're just making it easier on our old bodies we are old we are 30 fucking five this year yep. the entire the entire team besides actually sorry the majority of the team is 35 this year <laughs> uh kim's younger lose older it bounces out um <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah we're old we can't do 24 hours straight anymore i mean you saw me. If you saw me on that stream, I was zonked out the majority of that stream. Um, that's kind of why I played through almost the entirety of Cocoon in one sitting. Because mm -hmm. my brain was just like, no processes, only game. And I fucking <laughs> love the game. But I needed sleep. I really, I needed sleep and I needed water. So, mm -hmm. 12 hours Saturday, 12 hours Sunday. More to come. More information on that. Um, and in general, this year, just putting it out there, we're going to try and do some more donation streams, charity streams. Um, hell, we might even try and do some, like, uh, what are those things where you try and get people to subscribe? Subscribe streams. Yeah. Subathons. <laughs> Subathons. Subathons. Um, I have been looking into, I want to try and play. Maybe you can join me. Maybe you can come over and play with me. Um, I want to do some more random mats. Random mats are fucking fun. They yes. are ridiculous. I kind of want to do another uh, Wind Waker one, but this time I want you to... I think what I want is to show you how to randomize. Have you played Wind Waker? 
I've played Wind Waker. I've okay. never played a lot of it, and a randomizer would probably make it hell for me. But <laughs> So what I want to do is I'm still going to play it, because I know it well mm-hmm. enough that whatever. Um, I want you to be the holder of all the secrets. Okay. Um, and that's the thing. You can have like a checklist. It'll tell you where things are. I want you to come over and we will do like a full on couch stream. Mm-hmm. This couch is over there. Um, actually, hold on. Let's it's couches, couches, get couches. Which one is Cam only couch? Back to the podcast. <laughs> um, oh man, I missed the opportunity. Hold on. Let's do this again. Woo. Couch. Woo. Transition. Desk. Nope, that's the wrong one. Podcast. <laughs> I got too many buttons, man. Uh, <laughs> that's what I get for not hitting the very easily labeled things over here. Um, mm. Anyway, again, thank you. Thank you all for joining and sticking around our stupidity. <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad I looked at the time because I'm like, I don't want to hit two hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go inside and play video games. Nate, you got to sign off? No. no. All right. (laughs) 